Welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're... Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we'll be discussing roommates. Mm-hmm. Roommates. Roommates in general? And roommates specifically. Love them or leave them? We're talking about roommates. But before we talk about roommates, we want to just remind you that if you like what you hear today and you want to keep listening to more Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki and receive extra added bonus content, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash splitting hairs, and become a member today and you'll receive very exclusive benefits like extra episodes and music downloads and whatnot and what it was. Once again, that's patreon.com slash splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. All right. Any station business other than that, Max? Well, uh, mm-hmm. we didn't really discuss this. We didn't discuss, not really discuss this. We didn't discuss it at all last time that we uh, had a You know, I got to say, I'm podcast. looking at myself in this thing, and I'm realizing... You know, and, and people listening can hear this. I'm wearing this collared shirt right now, and I'm feeling like in this video, it looks like the collar is a little bit big. And I'm realizing, you know, on my collared shirts, I'd like the collars to be a little bit smaller, I got to say, and, and the collar's a little bit big on this collar I, shirt. I noticed this as well, but I noticed that as well when I'm wearing a sweater with a collared shirt, that the front looks fine usually under the under the the sweater, but the back is always sticking out a bit too much. Do you agree with me, Nikki, on this? Uh, you know, I don't really do that. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. There you go. Uh, that's the exclusive word of the day. You know, I mean, I do get my uh, shirts tailor-made, but th- there's not an option to make the collars smaller, and I wish there were. Um, you know... We once again were watching Frasier. It is one of our favorite shows. And if you notice in that show, yes, 90s fashion is always terrible and big. and For, for men, for, for men, men especially. For men. But actually, you know, I was talking about this with our older brother uh, two nights ago. There is, was some women's fashion in the 90s that was good. Don't get me wrong. There was some women's fashion that was horrible. But some dresses, like... Women's dresses were pretty good in, well, in the 90s. They could be. They could be They could, could be, be good. Like could uh, be Sarah Michelle Gellar in the first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She wore some nice dresses in that, in that season. Well, I there thought. was also some... I thought she dressed well. Um, you know, uh, 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 what's her name again? Um, you know, 90210. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 90210. Shannon Doherty? Shannon Doherty wore some... You know, some of her outfits were kind of cute, I think. Right, when she wore dresses... Sure, well, but I, I don't know. In general, I, I think, I'm thinking maybe. of it right now, though, and I'm picturing her with that hat, and I don't like that hat, very 90s. Oh, that with like the flower thing? Yeah, whatever, whatever it like is. Like kind of a blossom type of hat? Yeah, kind of a blossom type well, of no, hat. Well, no, that was a thing. I mean, I'm not If you guys about, don't know what blossom is, it was a show in the early you don't 90s. Explain. They can look it up. They can look it up. With Mayan Bialik and Joey Lawrence, he had a catchphrase. It was, whoa, no, whoa, whoa. It wasn't whoa. It was, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was very quotable. Whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, it's quotable because there's not much to quote. You exactly. You just go, whoa, whoa. Um, but I don't know. We didn't really watch Blossom. Um, we were 
quite young when it was out. You know? Right. Also, yeah. Um, but anyway, we digress. But we digress. Well, anyway, I was. Well, I. What, yeah, we digress from the digression that I had originally started, yeah. which was about Frasier. And I was talking about how even throughout even the whole series, it always seemed like Niles's collars were up higher than Frasier's. Frasier's, I felt his fit, his collars fit him, at least where it came to on the nape of his neck, it, it always seemed to fit correctly with his suit jacket, meaning his suit jacket covered the correct portion of his collar, whereas I feel like Niles's collar always came up really high on his nape, the nape of his neck, and I get that sometimes on my the nape of my neck, and I don't like that. I wish it was kind of smaller in the back. Yeah, you know, uh, I noticed that... Uh, shorter, rather. Back in the day, well, I guess they there still are in existence in another form, but American Apparel, their collared shirts, the collars were... They were smaller, but unfortunately they didn't have the, the way their clothes fit. It was either like they had a shirt for me, at least they had shirts that were a little too big or a little too small. They didn't have that in between. American Apparel? Yeah. Now the, now the sweatshirts, now the sweatshirts. I like the, the shirts that I'm not talking about the t-shirts. I'm talking about the shirts, the button down shirts. Well, a a t-shirt is a type of shirt. But I said shirt. I, I would have said I would have said t-shirt. Okay, but if you said shirt, then you should have specified actually that you meant button down. You know, shirt. I guess they are in existence. Um, I think they're just called uh, what are they called? Los Angeles Apparel or something like that now. Well, no, it's it's not. They're not called that necessarily. It's it's the owner, the original owner of American Apparel or the creator of that. Well, you know, he was kind of uh, he was. There was allegations against him of sexual sexual misconduct, I believe, and he was uh, made to leave American Apparel, and then American Apparel eventually, I think they went bankrupt or something, or they went out of business. But he started he started Los Angeles Apparel, which is currently going. Or, on. I don't know if it's called that; it might be called something else. He he had allegations of sexual misconduct, which I'm not sure were. I don't know the results of whether or not they were found, if they were baseless or not. All right, uh, but we digress. Um, I think he he had dated apparently dated. Uh, but we but do we digress? But we digress. Some people, you know, look it up. Look it up if you something. want to. Know. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. So um, I will say this: if you're watching the video portion, you'll notice that my microphone does not have a uh, foam screen on it right now. It's because I took mine off because I felt it was kind of dusty and it was kind of making me sort of having the sniffles, sneeze, sneezy-like feeling, if you will. So I took it off. Um, hopefully that doesn't affect the sibilance, the sibilance on this... Sibilance. Uh, sibilance. On my voice for this podcast episode, but we'll see. We'll see. And we'll see in the mixing process, won't we? Um, anyway, uh, so... Anything else? Yes. The, I the, interrupted you. Y- yeah, so this the station business that is more important and we didn't discuss it last time is that we are now uncles for the first time say it say uncle I, uncle <laughs> say uncle we, uh, uncle uncle i tap out that that's what they used to say back in the day when your friend got you in a headlock or 
you know, like it was so bad to say uncle. Yeah, they wanted you to tap out or something like Why that. Why is that? I mean, it's like there's the man from Uncle, you know, that was a TV show. Say uncle. That's a funny thing to say. Anyway, we are uncles now. We are uncles. Our sister had uh, a baby boy, and uh, it is our, the, any of the siblings, it's our, their, our first, their, it's our, our sister's first child, and it is any of the siblings' first child. And um, it is the first child amongst the siblings. Yes. And it is also, therefore, the first, well, I guess not therefore necessarily, if you can, if you, don't count half brothers and sisters. Oh my goodness! Um, well, let's just say Come for on. our our parents, it is their first grandchild, mm-hmm. and that's kind of nice to see. Um, uh, so we have yet to meet the the baby boy, but we are going to go to Los Angeles in early September. And uh, for those of you that are listening on the West Coast, um, we'll be doing a few shows while we're out there. I know it's a little bit of a ways away, maybe a, a month away. But we will be doing a couple shows out there, so check that out when we're there. Hopefully we can hang out with a couple of you. That's right. Um, so, without all that said, let's get down to our main topic let's at hand. Let's get down to business. And the business is the business of roommates. The Huns. Not uh, the Huns, the roommates. To defeat the, the roommates. Um, now, roommates... Right off the bat, Max. There were some good songs in Mulan, by the way. Yeah. Reflection. Reflection's good. Um, you know who wrote the music to Mulan? Mm-hmm. Who? Matthew Wilder. Yes. Matthew Wilder of 80s hit single, um, Break My Stride. Wait, ain't nothing gonna break my stride? Yeah, Break My Stride. Yeah. Um, ugh, got a piece of hair in my mouth. Maybe you shouldn't have taken the. See, there you go. You took the screen off, and maybe there was hair on that microphone. Um, I believe, actually, Matthew Wilder, I want to say he, he sings in it, but I'm, I might be wrong in it. I think he might sing in it, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think, uh, hold on, real quick. Let's I just... believe the woman who sings, who's the singing voice of Mulan, am I correct in saying that is the voice of Ariel in Little Mermaid? Nikki? Uh, no, you're uh, wrong about that. Are you sure? Yes. Um, I think you're thinking of uh, the singing voice of Pocahontas. That that is right. Pocahontas. Now, that has some good music, too, I gotta say. I think. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Leia Solange. 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 Uh, uh, Right. Anyway, she's Filipina, actually, if, if anybody knew that. Um, she did the singing voice. Oh, here we go. She did the singing voices of a Ala- of uh, Jasmine in Aladdin and of Mulan in Mulan. Did she do Ariel? She did not. Oh, okay. Never mind. She also starred in the 2002 Broadway version of Flower Drum Song. Flower um, Drum Song is um, was I believe the first. It was a. Rodgers and Hart or Rodgers and Hammerstein musical that had a mostly Asian cast, I believe. Am I correct in this? Right, um, that's correct. And, and some, some might consider you know, it to be dated in, in its depiction of Asians, um, but it still at the time that was quite a progressive idea to have a 
largely Asian cast, I believe. Here we go. Um, so the voices, um, a couple of the voices in, in Mulan are B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong's singing voice was done by Donny Osmond. And That's then, right. That's uh, right. One of the other voices. B.D. Wong plays the love interest, I guess. Sure. Or, or whatever. And then um, one of the other voices is Getty Watanabe. Um, Who's that again? Or Gary. He, he's a... He's the Asian guy, Asian American. Well, he's he's the Asian foreign exchange student in Sixteen Candles. Oh, that's right. Um, and his singing voice was done by Matthew Wilder. There you so go. There, there you, you go. go. He's actually he's Japanese, Japanese, Japanese American. But in I guess in the movie Sixteen Candles, he might have been just a Japanese exchange student. Anyway. Um, Anyway, let's really get back down. Let's. Be, I really got a piece of hair in my mouth. It's. It's really. All right. Annoying. That's a okay. Whatever. Um, hold on. Hold on. I just want to make sure we didn't give some uh, wrong. Yes. Yes. So actually, here's the real truth of the matter: is the the songs in Mulan were written by not just Matthew Wilder, but co-written by, I think Jerry Goldsmith. No, I think he wrote the score, Nikki. He did, but uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Well, why don't we just find out? This is very simple. A very simple search on the internet. A- anyway, uh, we don't need to look this up, okay? I- hey, I'm look, looking at it right now. Pat Morita is also in Mulan. And George Takei. And Miguel Ferrer. Oh, how about that? You guys knew who Miguel oh, Ferrer Oh, no. Yeah, I'll, I, yeah, right. Of the course, the score was con- composed by and conducted by Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. And the, the songs were written by Matthew Wilder and David Zippel. David Zippel. I do not know who that is. Neither do I. Should I know who that is? Is that, an, you know? Well, I guess he wrote the lyrics to uh, and the book to City of Angels, the musical, the Broadway musical. Oh, well, there you go. he also did uh, the musical The Goodbye Girl, based on the 1977 film, Good, The Goodbye Girl. Oh, and he also did the lyrics to The Woman in White, which is a musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, and there's some really good songs in that musical, actually. Um, I've always wanted to see it live, but I've never had a chance to uh, do that because there weren't any... Um, Productions while we've been living in New York. Is that even? I don't think that's really staged very often, is it? No, but it was. Um, it was nominated, you know, for best musical and uh, or what? something of that sort, um, or best original score. I don't know. Anyway, oh, he did a lot. All right, come on, enough, enough looking up about he did Mulan. A lot. Let's he did let's a get lot. on. Yeah. Let's get on the subject at hand. All right. I don't know. You know that. Maybe we should do an episode on Wikipedia, or maybe just a short segment where you go down one thing, you you get down to a rabbit hole. Everybody's been there. You just start looking a bunch bunch of stuff up, and you just start learning. Learning is is power. Knowledge is power. Well, um, some knowledge is power. Some, I would argue, is actually not. Um, it doesn't really have much consequences in real well, life. Or right? knowledge can be a crutch. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, isn't it? Yes, actually, Nikki, yes. <laughs> I would agree with that statement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I, I feel like sometimes my knowledge of things serves to my detriment 
at times. <laughs> Hence the phrase, ignorance is bliss. I mean... Uh, no, but I'm talking about in my own personal experience. Well, okay. Um, well, that's a whole other area for another time, I suppose. Um, I'll make a man out of you. All right. Uh, so enough about Mulan. All right. Let's roommates. Get on the subject at hand. <laughs> roommates. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, right off the bat, Max, would you, do you, would you prefer to have a roommate or prefer not to have a roommate? You know, I think there was a time when I was younger that I would have preferred to have a roommate. Um, that is uh, not an actual roommate like a housemate or an apartment mate. Uh, but at this point in my life, I definitely, I, I mean, I am roommates with Nikki. Um, so uh, this is a reveal that Nikki and I are actually in the same room right now, in fact. Um, in but, fact, we're sitting next to each other right now. See? Hi, guys. All right. You can see me doing something if you're watching the video. Um, but... The thing about it is I, if I had my preference, I would, uh, while it does make it convenient for us to obviously work on our things together, our artistic endeavors, our artistic endeavors um, and other things, uh, such as, you know, necessary endeavors that aren't necessarily artistic, but may be required for, oh, I don't know, maybe family business or whatever, you know, um, I will say that certainly it was, was helpful in the past year during the quarantine, you know, um, maybe it was better to quarantine with someone rather than with no one. That's, that's right. Maybe, yes. maybe. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, you have family, which is nice, but I will say if I had my preference, I would probably, family. I, I would, family. if I had my preference, I would like to live by myself living next to Nikki. Yes, if we lived in the same sort of maybe building. apartment building or if we lived in houses next to each other, that would be ideal. So if we needed to work together on some artistic endeavor, we could do that quite easily. But, but we still have our own space. Right, you, sometimes you just need your own personal space, you know? Not just that, you know, it's like you have your own sort of routines and you want things your own certain way. And well, that's what I mean by own personal space. You know, you just, you know, you avoid arguments that way, you know, sort of petty arguments, you know, um, you know, cause people's routines, they can get on each other's nerves, you know, <clears throat> and that's really a part of having roommates is, Having to deal with right petty arguments, maybe about where roommates. to hang certain coats, um, and you know you might just say that's sort of like a petticoat junction. <laughs> what the hell? I'm just kidding. I don't even. You haven't heard of petticoat junction? No, but it just seems like a really uh, such a leap, you know. Well, that was part of the joke that it was such a leap. It was like kind of a ridiculous thing. But uh, um, Petticoat Junction was a sitcom in the 60s. But no, the, the thing is, though, is, you know, there's... Oh, actually, did you know that, you know, because... Here, do, do you know what famous TV show was a spinoff of Petticoat Junction, which also was a hit in the 60s? Can you guess? I mean, no. Green Acres. Uh, I think I knew that. 
you know, uh, just to call attention to something, uh, you do tend to go, anyway, just to call attention to that. Um, <laughs> see, right there. But, uh, oh yeah, you know, it brings up the whole idea of like having a, a husband or a wife or a significant other that you're living with, um, with whom you're living, with whom you're living, um, you know, I have not had that experience before, and I imagine that that could lead to some unnecessary disputes. And so I was watching an episode of Curb Enthusiasm before, and they said, uh, Larry, he relays a speech at a wedding saying, best advice for you in a marriage, separate bathrooms. And I think that sounds like a great idea. It's a great idea if you can afford it. If Not many people have the luxury of having a separate bathroom. Well, you know, we're getting into other territory here, but like if, you're, if you have a significant other whom, with whom you're living, I'm thinking maybe it'd be a good idea to have separate rooms. Now, you could sleep in each other's rooms occasionally if you wanted to, but if you really needed to get sleep and... The other one had some habits that prevented you from being able to sleep properly. Get in that other room, you know, and you'd you'd be okay. You know, that seems like a good idea. Of course, this is coming from an inexperienced guy who has not lived with a significant other before. Well, all right. Uh, But Max and I have shared bunk beds before when we were kids. Same thing. I think that's the same thing. Well, it's not the same thing, actually. (laughs) It's different. Um, Um, Actually, when we were growing up, this is another roommate situation. You know, I I guess everybody, if you have siblings, you're bound to have roommates from a very young age. You had a roommate. Well, that's not true. You might have had your own room. No, I said you're bound to. That that's not true. You're not ba- you're not necessarily bound to. Well, anyway, we, there are four siblings in our our family. Our sister had her own room. Max and I. Let me tell you what. It was me, Max, and our older brother Brent. We all shared one room. It was a small room too. Well, it wasn't super small. It, it was, was pretty super, small. It wasn't that small. What are you talking about? It was. Like a n- fairly normal sized room, but for three boys, I guess it was, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't terrible or nothing. I don't know. I just, I could imagine, you know, I mean, our older brother. I mean, look, our older brother probably, you know, he was, he's around eight years older than us. And when he was in high school, grades, you know, he least. has stay in this room with these, you know, I guess when he was in high school, we were. In well, elementary school still, and so... He probably wanted to have some privacy and stuff. Sure, I mean, it, you, know. you know, yeah. But... <laughs> not, that makes it sound like for certain specific reasons that you can imagine, but not for that. I'm just, you know, just to... You know, he has to be with these kids. He's trying to get his homework done. Yeah, these done. kids are making noise, these obnoxious twins, you know? <laughs> but we were cute. We were cute little twins, though. Oh. <laughs> Shut oh. up. I would, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, stop doing that. Don't do that. Well, no, 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 no. I'm no, I'm I'm saying, oh, like it's cute. You know, I'm thinking of you as a kid, you know, when you were a kid and you were a cute kid. 
Okay. Shut up. Look at this kid. He's a cute kid. I am not. <laughs> anyway. I mean, no, you were a cute kid. I mean, come on. You know, you look well, at these pictures and you're thinking, that's a cute kid. Well, you were a cute kid too, Nikki. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, but anyway, as kids, we were probably, you know, we could be very... Kids are hyperactive often. Kids are hard to deal with. First-hand experience. First-hand experience. I used to be a substitute teacher, so was Max. And, and so was our older brother, actually. And so was our older sister. <laughs> okay, but this is... And our mom is. I mean... Well, anyway, the point is, I can imagine our older brother wanting some private space. Um, but with that said, uh, once he left for college, I took his Max bed... Leapt off the top bunk of the bunk bed onto our older brother's bed, which was now vacant. Which was, was also a it was twin size on the bed. other side of it the room. It was a twin size bed. It was a twin size bed on the other side of the room, which was, I guess, it wasn't a huge room. So <laughs> there was probably was less right than across the way. five feet, five, less than six feet, you know, separating our two beds. Sure. <laughs> and so I would be on that bed while Nikki was on the bottom bunk. Of, the of bunk a bunk bed unit, unit, and the top bunk was not being utilized, um, except for when our older brother came back to town, then for vacations for and vac- things as from, that. Well, from college, yeah, for summer and winter vacation. But even post college, you know, when he had started doing stand up, you know, yes, he would come back home to okay, do well, shows and event, things like sure, that. Sure, but yeah. at a certain point, you know, our sister then went to college, and then so that room was vacant. And uh, anyway. You get the point. Uh, now none of us have those rooms anymore, actually. Our dad rents those well, out. Well, you don't to, need to uh, say all that. It's just a, but anyway, the point is that it's sad that those rooms are out of our reach now. Um, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. But, you know, so you're, you have roommates growing up. Uh, I mean, not even... Not even if you grew up in any sort of family, you're you you live with people, and that's like having a roommate essentially, right? I mean, Max and I don't share a room, but we share an apartment, and so we're roommates, you know. So okay, but let's check this out. If you really want to talk about real, true roommates being in the same room with somebody, my first year of college, I did that, and so now let's get right, into I, my, let's get into it, Nikki. Let's get into it. Well, hold on. Even living with each other when we were growing up, which is having a roommate, you know, you would get in petty arguments and you get in, we get in fist fights. We get in real fist fights over who got control of the remote control, or who well, got that, the best seat on the couch. Hold on, but that had nothing to do with being in the same room. That's just growing up with somebody. Well, and your roommates, you live in the same house. Well, okay, but then you're saying your parents are your roommates. But or like really you know, though, you know, people would occupy the bath. I mean, you deal with the same kind of problems you deal with now, like somebody occupying the bathroom or somebody taking the shower when you want to take a shower. Things such as this and that and the other, you know. Um, but right. okay, we jump forward to college and first year, yeah, but, freshman year. But the difference between that and like having a roommate, you know, that's not a family member, is that you're. 
you know, you have a certain established routines that you grow up with and you have habits that you grow up with that you are, that are particular to your family. And those habits may seem, are going to be different, maybe even strange to other people. And so you uh, have to reconcile that with somebody that is not part of your family. That I feel is more of a true roommate kind of situation, you know? Right, right. Well, that's a real roommate. And um, I had that my freshman year of college. Well, no, no, even just a housemate. I'm just saying that just that, uh, the, the difference between right, how right, you right. guys anyway are at home. The, you know. Our freshman year of college, we each had, we each had a, ro- a real roommate, meaning we, we shared a room with somebody that was not part of your family whom we did not meet before who who we didn't know, you know? I didn't know this person before I moved in with them. And what was your experience like with that person? Well, it was quite interesting, to say the least. Um, it, when my, you say interesting, of course, you mean that it's a filler descriptive word for, you know, not being able to come up with a more specific word. That's why I said to say the least, because mm-hmm. it really, truly, it means the least. Because when you say interesting, say. what are you saying, you know? Exactly, yes. I know, and I know I, we often do say interesting a lot. Um, but, you know, what can I say? Uh, anyway, my roommate was, and not to uh, diminish anyone's, you know, religious preferences or political beliefs. It just didn't really mesh with mine. Uh, I am not religious and I'm not, well, I'm not very political, but if my politics do lean to the left, um, not to say that, anyway, let's just, we don't have to bring politics in this. I will just say though, my roommate was um, kind of a very, let's say, private, kind of insulated, born-again Christian conservative. Um, Not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but I will say because we had different outlooks on life, there was a sort of maybe awkwardness to the roommate experience. So and subsequently, you, Max lived in a dorm and he... Not subsequently. That was me living no, 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 in the dorm. Uh, no, that's not what I was saying. I, I was well, it is what you said. Modifying, saying Max lived on a, on a, on in a dorm. So subsequently, he became f- closer with some of the people that lived on the f- his floor, right? That's right. Uh, well, I didn't become well. Yes, I became closer, but I became close with the other people on my floor. Uh, because I wasn't close at all to my roommate, even though I did reach out at times, you know, I you you reached out and tried to touch Faith. <laughs> That's good, uh, Nikki. There you there go. You go. Uh, no, uh, uh, but for for those of you who are Depeche Mode fans, or, uh, or no, even just know the song "Personal Jesus," uh, right? You know, reach I out s- and touch Faith is part of the lyrics, anyway. I would say that it wasn't. I mean, I guess the. I did mention that him being born again Christian conservative, but really it wasn't, maybe you could argue that those weren't necessarily, and I guess I could argue even that those facets of his, his personality or of his, uh, his character were not 
they did not, um, uh, they were not significant oh in, in, in establishing the, the awkwardness between us. I think more so it was just his being was very, uh, he was a, more of a timid kind of. Insular. It, kind in, of. In, yeah, he kind of didn't, he didn't really engage with anyone else outside of, in, in, on the floor at all. And so he, I think he just kept it more to himself. And I think that, and I don't think really we had, he was a very bookish person and uh, very private. And I think that. Right. Well, yeah, because here's the thing is. Um, not that, you know, I, a, not I, that there's I anything also, wrong with it. It I just also, didn't, I, it kind of created an awkwardness. I, I, us, also, I, I am also not a uh, religious person in, in any way. Um, for the most part, uh, you know, I consider myself agnostic, um, or I, I guess I do believe in some sort of higher power. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe for the bad things, you know? Um, but, um, and I do lean politi- politi- politically to the left as well. Um, on a, some issues, very left. Um, but one of my closest friends is uh, a Catholic who is considers himself conservative. Um, and so this is not to say you can't become good friends with somebody who is religious and uh, identifies as conservative. So sure, you know. uh, although but I think it was just I do recall. Uh, I was I kind of was had the door open one day and I was talking with a lot of the other people on the floor. We were all talking together and the conversation was maybe something that he wasn't necessarily comfortable with and he could hear us talking and I had, I was kind of leaning on the door to keep it open because I didn't want to lock myself out. Um, And I think, and then he kind of said, can you please close the door? And I, I can understand why he was feeling uncomfortable with the conversation and I did close the door, but it was just that kind of, uh, disparity between our personalities that I think anyone else on the floor didn't have a, you know, was comfortable with the conversation and he wasn't. So I think that's kind of what part of what created the awkwardness. But I will say also, well, you know, I did reach out at times sometimes, like, I got him this birthday cake thing. This was like a big Rice Krispie treat square and I put all this candy and stuff on it and I gave it to him for his birthday. And I had Pocky as the candles, which was cool, I thought. And, uh, but he didn't- Did he appreciate it? He didn't really express appreciation that much for it. And I kind of felt Mm. a little annoyed by that actually. Cause anyway, so I did reach out to him, you know, but it just uh, didn't, I guess it wasn't vibing. It wasn't vibing. I will say one guy that I did become really good friends with, uh, he and his roommate were kind of not, I, I feel like they were a little mean to him. I feel like maybe that's one of the reasons he didn't want to engage. And I feel like that wasn't cool of those guys. Um, I, okay. I, I wish I had oh, said more oh, at the time okay, to them. Okay. Like, Hey guys, chill out. You know? Uh, okay. 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 Anyway. Uh, I mean, okay. All right. Uh, what about you, Nikki? Okay, what was your thank you. I'm experience? not going to just talk and you don't ask me, you know. Well, you could just say. Well, uh, I actually became uh, friends with my my freshman year roommate. And um, we ended up both moving into the... Uh, uh, I never lived in the dorms. I lived in a house with 
about 20 other students uh, of all different ages. So there were, there were freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors in, in, in the house. And I thought that was cool. I wanted that kind of experience. Um, but it was, uh, it was a nice house. And, uh, my roommate was, uh, he was a cool guy. Um, we, we shared music with each other and, um, he was a very, very smart guy. And we both ended up moving into the same house. Our, my sophomore year, his senior year, he was two years older than I. Oh, he was in that house? Yeah. Yeah. He, which I found for Nick. He, he, um, it's funny. I, my freshman year, I lived in a house and the numbers were a specific set of numbers and on the address. And then the year after I moved in one block over to another house, same numbers, just one block over. Pretty cool, huh? Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, my, my roommate from my freshman year, he was his senior year. He moved in the same house. But anyway, I think it was funny this one. I mean, these are just kind of things that you deal with with roommates is, you know, you you wake each other up maybe sometimes with certain things. You know, I remember there was um, one time I got a Charlie horse. I would get these Charlie horses my freshman year because I needed to wear orthotics. And I got so bad in the middle of my sleep, I started screaming and my roommate woke me up and he's like, Nicky, or he called me Nick. And he's like, Nick, Nick, wake up. Uh, he's like, Nick, 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 Nick. No, I'm just joking. Um, he woke me up and he's like, I was like, what, what? He's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, oh no, I just, and I was like, woke up and I was like, oh my God, my leg is hurts so bad. And he's like, oh my God, I thought you were having a heart attack. Um, did not have a heart attack. And, uh, he, uh, he's like, oh my God. Okay. And it took me forever to get back to sleep, but I did. But I remember this one time I had, uh, I had a play to go to. It was like the tech rehearsal for, for this play I was in. And I told my roommate, I was like, all right, I'll see you probably tonight. I'm going to be gone all day. And he's like, all right, this was on the weekend. And, uh, uh, halfway to campus, I realized I forgot something. I forgot my script or something. So I went back to the house and um, I walked into the room and he quickly, I could see him like quickly zip his pants up. <laughs> He's sitting in front of his computer, zip up his pants and, and zip, you know, un, you know, belt his belt buckle back up. And <laughs> well, you can imagine what he was in the middle of. He did not expect that I would be coming well, there back you home. Go. So That's soon. one argument for not having an actual roommate. Uh, but I will say, by the way, I just wanted to mention with my roommate something that we did bond over, though, briefly at times was I was a music major and I would have to practice at a keyboard. And sometimes I sort of doodle around. Is on, this? Yeah, I just want to say I started to noodle around on the keyboard and. Sometimes I would be messing around playing some video game music and he recognized it and was like, oh, is that from Final Fantasy? And I said, that's right. And uh, Final Fantasy 2. two. And he, or 4 if you're in Japan. And he, I appreciated that he, he, of anyone on the floor, I think he was the only one that would probably recognize the tunes. And I think that was cool that he recognized that. Yeah, you know, I will say this though, you know, um, we keep talking about the bad things about having roommates. I will say there's, there's some good things too. You know I mean? Um, when I was a senior in college, I, I didn't have, besides that, that freshman year, I never actually shared a room with anybody ever again. Um, 
but or at least for an extended period of time. And that was felt good when I got my the first my sophomore year was the first time I actually ever had my own room for the first time in my right, life. Me actually. too. Me too. I actually had my own bathroom my the sophomore year. Too. Right. That is interesting. But um, also, maybe kind of a not the best thing at times too. Right. Why? Because Nikki's room was attached to the kitchen, and sometimes people would use your that personal bathroom of yours. Oh, I would started locking it so they wouldn't use it. You know. Oh, okay. Um, well, but once in a while, I'd forget to unlock. I'd forget to lock it, and they they would go in there anyway. Um, but it was cool. I had my own shower and everything. You know. Um, actually, that was the only time I in my life. Oh no, that's not true. My junior year of college, we studied abroad in France. That's true. And I did have my own bathroom did there. Did have my own bathroom there, too. It's so nice to have your own bathroom. I mean, you have no idea. Well, you have I no mean, idea some unless you, you do. Some people do mm-hmm. know what that's like. What are you talking about? Ta aucune idée. But, yeah. Anyway, but, the first time in my life, sophomore year, was the first time I had my own room, which was, it felt very liberating. It feels very liberating, yes. Um, I will say this, but my senior year, you know, when when I was living with um, just a to a friend and a friend of his, um, it, there was one time where it benefited, it, it behooved me to have a roommate or an apartment mate, if you will, um, because there was toward the end of my senior year, I had just finished the run of a musical I was in. I it's think the we last- talked about this in a previous podcast episode, but just to get to the point, go ahead. Oh, maybe Nikki had a panic attack. I had a panic and attack. And he, par- he basically became frozen. He kind of was paralyzed. Uh, did we talk about this? I don't know. We did. He, for, I, if I he got, didn't listen to it. He got kind of paralyzed. I, from I got paralyzed. I couldn't move from any anxiety or whatever. Well, well, let me just. I'll just refresh. I had three essays due the next day. I had just finished the run of my uh, the last show I was going to be in in college, which was Into the Woods. I played Rapunzel's right. Prince and you the know, Wolf. You, you, anyway, yeah. I was very, it was a very emotional, actually. Actually, me and a few... All right, Nikki, if you want to run through this story... Oh, sure, sure, you know, sure. Anyway, cut to the chase. Sure, here, sure. You know? Anyway, I had a panic attack, and I knocked on my roommate's door. I woke him up. It was like four in the morning, and he immediately like was like, all right, I'm going to drive you to the hospital. And he's like, oh, you can't even move. I couldn't move a single part of my body. I was frozen, and I... I, you know, the thought goes through your head. Am I going to be stuck like this for the rest of my life? Anyway, he called the EMTs, did stuff I couldn't do because I was frozen, and he called Max. Max he called ran, me, and I, Max ran over from what's his funny house. Is I did have a housemate, a good friend of mine, who I still talk to today. I just talked to the other day. He had a car, and funny enough, was that could have benefited me having a roommate and him driving me, but I didn't want to wake him up. I just felt so awkward about it i decided to just run to nikki's house i don't know why he lived a little quite far from me actually. i just i straight up just ran and uh when i got there i saw the emts were there and Nikki anyway was all right, you but- know they just helped me breathe through it and eventually i was able to start started being able to move parts of my body again in retrospect that friend is a very good friend and he wouldn't have minded if i woke him up especially for an emergency like that well, he would have minded if it wasn't an emergency, but he wouldn't have minded anyway, uh, if it was an emergency. So sometimes it helps to have somebody living with you in case of an emergency. That's true. That's um, right. It's it's always, it's good to have somebody who lives with you. I mean, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I guess if Max and I lived in an apartment building together, but separate apartments or something like that, that'd be 
that'd be most ideal. It's true, but sometimes, you know, I've heard Nikki and he's heard me yell because of a Charlie horse, actually, in, in our respective rooms. And, you know, just to make sure we check on each other and make sure everything's okay, but because, and it is just a Charlie horse, but if it wasn't, you know, at least we have each other there to, to check on, you know? Sure, sure. Anyway, let's cut to living in the city, living in a silhouette city. Living you know, in San living Francisco. Living in San Francisco after college. And um, I didn't really talk about this, but, you know, studying abroad, you know, we each live with a homestay, and that's that's like another set of roommates, you know, where in, in a foreign land. I guess maybe we should touch base on that a little bit. I mean... Sure. I lived on a. I lived with a homestay family. It was this French family. They were really cool, but you know, you're not completely. I mean, they made me feel as comfortable as I could be. But you know, there's always some sort of divide. You know, I'm I'm staying in their house. You know. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this really. But well, anyway, just to move it along. Did you want to? All right. Yeah, I studied abroad. Twice as I actually studied abroad once in France, and then I also went back to France uh, after college. And I lived with uh, a homestay mother the first time, um, and the second time I lived with a homestay family. Um, and I don't think the mom liked me, um, so that was always awkward. But uh, well, I will say anyway, this: my homestay family they they were well to do, and they took me places like the Alps to go skiing, the French Alps to go skiing. And All right, they well, took me to French Riviera. Very cool. Anyway, so again, it behooved me to have some cool French roommates or rather yeah, family. Okay, but that isn't really... All right. All right. It's anyway, kind of let's, not, that's kind of off topic a little bit. Sure. You know? Anyway, let's talk about uh, moving to San Francisco after college and um, living with roommates there. Now, this is the real true roommate experience kind of... Post-college, this is like living in the city. Because you get your first stranger who's a roommate. I don't know. Sometimes people, sometimes people don't live even have with that, other, their with friends. friends or something. And that could also be problematic. But I, I know that a friend of mine... Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. I will just... Well, no, let me just say, in college, a friend of mine who I became good friends with, uh, he, freshman year, decided to live with his best friend. And then subsequently in sophomore year, he, uh, he also lived with him. And they don't speak to each other anymore because I think that their experience living with each other was not good. And so they actually stopped being friends. Well, okay. So when San Francisco is a very expensive city. So when you're trying to look for a place to live, you just you try to find the best place and hope that there'll be some roommates in there that... I mean, you're you're basically renting a, a room in in an apartment with strangers, and so well, you it, it could be, yeah. Um, and so that's what happened for me. I found a room that was very cheap, and it was in Alamo Square Park, which is, for those of you who don't know, the, the Full House area, and um, the Full House house is in that area, and um, it, it's I lived with. When I first moved in there, I lived with this 
girl who was, I guess she was still a college student, this other guy who worked at Pete's coffee store and then this guy from Nigeria and the guy from Nigeria, I mean, he was pretty nice, but he was very strict and he, he would do these things that were just kind of, I mean, he would clean the bathroom every time before he used it, he would clean it with bleach, straight up bleach, the whole bathroom. And so it would, you would go into the bathroom after him and it would just, you'd feel just these toxic fumes, you know, filling your lungs, your orifices, you know, and it just, you didn't okay. like, I, I didn't, uh, it was, it, it was not very pleasant, but, um, at least the bathroom was clean. But all it the was time. also first time where, you know, the, the girl, the college student, she would often play her music really loudly. And it was the first time I had to really approach somebody I didn't know at all and try to tell them to turn down, you know, do, do something, you know, that I wanted them to do that they didn't want to do. And, you know, that, that was a problem, but she eventually moved out and then somebody else. Was that a problem? How did that, how did that, I don't know. It just did. I don't know. She didn't, she ended up moving out and there's somebody else took her place. But then after that person moved out, the most nightmarish roommate I ever had moved into that place. And we as roommates, we didn't have the authorization. We didn't have the authority to choose, to choose our roommate. own roommate. The landlord chose the roommate, which was so bizarre, weird circumstance, but that's well, how that's it was. That's not necessarily a weird. That's not, uh, uh, this, so in that sense, it, it was is. almost I like mean, a boarding no. house. Anyway, so the guy that, that moved weird. in was the worst roommate I think I've ever had. Truly a nightmare. It was this slovenly guy, out of shape, the worst smelling guy I've ever encountered in my life. He smelled so bad. And any room he went into, he left the stench of his odor in that room. It stayed there, permeated the house. It stayed there for hours on end. And um, he was the worst guy. I can't believe, I, I had a chance, I think at one point to say if I liked him or not before he moved in. I just, uh, I regret not, but I ha- don't, don't have so this story to go. tell. You did have, you did have a chance to be. No, I, I, well, I could have maybe said something. Anyway, the point is he was really, really a horrible roommate. One thing that he did that was really bad was he would, at seven in the morning on Sundays, he would open the window and he would yell out the window, 49ers, 49ers, because they were about to play that day. And he would do that on a lot of Sundays. And a lot of people in the house, because it was a multi-level house that other people were living on the other floors, they would all yell back, shut up, shut up. So, I mean, can you, I mean, just imagine this guy. He's very slovenly, out of shape, smells so bad in his late 40s. He's middle-aged. And the rest of us are in our 20s. Um, not that that usually shouldn't be that b- bad of a thing, but it was just a weird thing in this circumstance. Wait, shouldn't be a bad thing at all. It shouldn't be, yeah. But it, it was a weird thing in this circumstance. Anyway, he was just, it seemed like he was some kind of ex-hippie or something like that. Um, so he did that, that, that <laughs> annoying... It seems like he was an ex-hippie, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's a well he like talked like that, that he's like a, a he would call me nicholas all the time he's like nicholas dude how you doing nicholas well anyway you were describing to me before as i've heard this story many times that you he smelled crack oh, oh something like that right oh yes exactly yeah he would 
or what you think was crack? Yeah, he was a, a apparently a recovering drug addict, but I, he definitely did drugs in the house. I mean, he did crack or some, I think crystal meth sometimes. I could smell it uh, in the air, and I looked it up on the internet what that smell was, and it, it seemed to correlate to what was either crack or crystal meth. I can't remember exactly. might have been both uh, at different times. But I remember this one time, truly crazy, he had come in late at night, I was still up watching a movie and um, he had come in late at night. He was drunk. I think he was high on something because he was very hazy and he went into his room. So he wasn't just drunk. He was drunk and high on something. Yeah, exactly. And he went into his room and about 20 minutes later, I hear a ring at the bell and he opens the door and about four people walk in and they're prostitutes. He had picked them up 20 minutes earlier and uh, told them to come to this address. And he went into his room, brought these four prostitutes in the room, and he's like, he's like, hey, you know, why don't you, why don't you suck my dick or something? Suck my dick. Because he's, so, he's so out of it. He's about, seems like he's about to faint or something. And they're like, you going to pay me? He's like, yeah, 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 I'll pay you. Just come on, suck my dick, suck my dick. And so you can hear his pants unzipping oh, and the belt you know, loosening up, unbuckling, and he drops his pants. And I can't see any of this. I can just hear it. Oh, God. And he, you know, he unzips his pants, he pulls them down, and I hear one of the prostitutes go, oh, my God, it smells so bad. And you just hear her run out of the room and run out of the apartment and slam the door shut. And then the other three, like, just are like, oh, I got to go. And they, they also leave the apartment. And, you know, he just passed out after that and he smelled that bad that even a prostitute who he was going to pay couldn't stand to you know go down on him I guess you could say um and also this roommate uh as I've heard these stories many times he would walk around naked often in in the house exactly sometimes I would just walk out of my room and then I would just look to my left and he, he would just be there naked. This, you know, out of shape, you know, older guy who smelled so bad. It just was. And I would come over sometimes and I would be in the kitchen and there, sometimes I'd want to sit down in the kitchen and Nikki was like, don't sit down there. Yeah. Cause, cause he had sat down on that chair naked, with his naked body smelling, smelling horrible. Inf- yeah. Anyway. So, oh, this one time. I remember I went into the bathroom to go pee and I went pee and then I I started washing my hands and I had not locked the bathroom door for some reason. And he came into the bathroom and started going pee while I was washing my hands. I mean, I didn't even know the guy. There were two bathrooms. There there were two bathrooms there too. And I'm like, maybe he was trying to like have some sort of camaraderie with me somehow and like, oh, we're roommates, you know, we can do this kind of thing. But that was not cool, you know? Um, Truly bizarre. In fact, this one time, God, he did so many weird things. You know, he was very loud. That was probably the most obnoxious thing about him is that he was loud and smelled really bad. But, and so he would, his voice would wake me up sometimes because he was so loud. But this one time I went to the washing machine because there was laundry in the apartment, which was real plus bonus. And I went into the, looked inside the washing machine to do my clothes, to do my wash. And I don't know what was in there, 
but it was some sort of brown red liquid. Oh gosh. All over the washing machine. Oh gosh. And I was like, what the hell oh, is gosh. this? This is gross. I was like, is this poo? What is this? Is this blood? Anyway, I was like, well, I got to do my laundry. And so I proceeded to just clean all of that up. Ugh. And I had to do it. I, the only person I suspect it could have been was this guy, this terrible roommate. Because the other guys were, were pretty good roommates overall. And, and there was that one guy who was way clean. Yeah, he like, was very, very... To a fault. To, yeah. Those guys also... I mean, yeah, they were clean and they couldn't... They also didn't like this guy. Nobody liked this guy. We, we talked about how much we hated this guy and we, we wanted to talk to the landlord. To get, I talked to the landlord to try to get this guy out of there, you know? I told him he had prostitutes over before. Anyway, just that washing machine, you know, I just... I, I used bleach on that, that washing machine afterwards, you know? I mean, it was so gross. Well, now this serves surprisingly as a good transition to my roommate experience in San Francisco. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is also has to do with poo, but my roommate was this old woman that was quite strange. And you might say, why did you live there, Max? It was in the Castro. And I, it was, she was very an cheap. older woman. She was a senior citizen, right? She was a senior citizen. Uh, but she didn't act like it though. That's the thing. She sound, she had things about her that seemed very young, almost like a, like a teenager. I kind of think she might've been on the spectrum she also had said she'd done a lot of drugs in the 70s. And so who knows what was going on there? Uh, she had psychological problems. Uh, but I, and you might say, Max, why did you move there? It was very cheap, I will say, especially for San Francisco. It was really cheap. Um, and I was able to save up, you know, some money uh, when I was living there. Um, with that said, there was this one time when I came home and I had to use the toilet in the bathroom, I went inside and splattered all over the walls was poo. Oh my gatos. And all over the toilet seat and everything. And I was like, and this was unlike Nikki's place. I had only one, there was only one toilet in that apartment. And I was thinking, what am I going to do here? And I knocked on the door of my roommate and she seemed like she didn't want to be disturbed. She had these kind of temperature tantrums at, at times and who knows what was going on there. And I had to clean it up as well. I mopped everything up. I cleaned it all up because I had to go to the bathroom. I mean, what was I going to do? Um, wait for her to stop her temper tantrum, temper tantrum. And at least I know that I'm cleaning up the way that I want to clean up, you know, cleaned up. So I cleaned it up and I went to the bathroom, but boy, that was a, an ordeal. This woman also, I, and as a transitionary thing from your story to mine, I saw her naked in the hallway a couple times as well. She would just- I, I mean, maybe it's just a San Francisco I, thing. Yeah, I, I walked outside. I mean, she also was, you know, grew up in the 60s and 70s. And I think maybe she had this thing in her mind because she was- not all there. She had a few screws loose. And I think part of her being used to that kind of a thing from maybe the 70s where maybe people did walk around in the, the, the hallway naked. But I just, I walked out of my room one time and I turned to my left and 
at the end of the hall, she was there naked. I was like, what are you doing? Put some clothes on. And she's like, just chill out, man. You know, this is, you know, it's just living free or something like that. And I'm like, but she said it in a way that seemed like she was not completely aware that for one, times were different. And two, that, that, that just wasn't okay. You know, she had this weirdness about her, uh, um, that could only be described if, I mean, that I can only say that you can only understand if you, you knew her. You know, I had only been to that apartment once, by the way. The only time I had ever been there was before you moved in when I was checking out the place. Yeah, I had Nikki check on it for me too because when I visited it to see if I wanted to live there, I she did have a strange vibe to me, which turned me off and I wasn't going to move there. I thought, this woman seems so strange. But the rent was, but the so, rent was cheap. so cheap. And a friend of ours said... Hell, if it's that cheap, I would live there. I mean, shoot, you just have to deal with it, you know. And some other guy said, "Look, all people are strange. Sometimes like, it's not worth it. Sometimes it's not worth it." And I will say the, um, I and I also kind of thought, oh, well, maybe I can. If it, it becomes too strange, I will just I'll eat the rent that I'll pay that month, and I'll just find another place. Like, is it was that cheap? I didn't mind paying a month's rent there without living there and finding another place. But for some reason, I, I got used to her kind of craziness that I just, and I was able to handle her and I just got used to it. But then towards my last year there, it got really insane. And what perturbed it more was that our other roommate who was around my age, who was also almost never there, our rent was so cheap, but he was never on time with always late and this made her, she was the master tenant, and this made her extra insane. And understandably, I can understand her frustration with this guy, not ever knowing whether or not he was going to pay the rent. And this guy was just kind of a dirtbag in that sense. And he was barely ever there. I think he had, I mean, he had his own problems too, you know. And he would always, weirdly enough, uh, we would all, me and this woman would always see these kind of, almost like tar markings on the toilet seat. And I was like, what is this? You know, I don't know what this is. I was always having to wipe it off. And, you know, I would say, well, are you leaving these things on you? He would say no. And then I caught him one time after he got out of the bathroom. And I said, see, look, these are your markings. He's like, oh, I guess they are. And I'm like, okay, don't do that. And I think from that point forward, I think I stopped seeing them, but I don't know what, what was that it? was, you know? I don't know what that was. I wonder if he was doing some drug. Maybe that, he was doing some drug. Or something. I don't know. It, but who knows? I mean, he could have. He had his room to do that stuff. Who knows what it was? Maybe he was just a dirty guy, too. Um, but that was just the situation, you know? Um, and I don't even know why he lived there. If he couldn't afford it, he just, he was mostly at his girlfriend's place anyway. I don't know why he just didn't just stay there, you know, permanently. Uh, anyway, that woman also um, would put dirt around the house sometimes. You know, it was like a, uh, I forgot that dirt that kind of helps keeps bugs out, but to put it around your house, you don't want to walk into, it was like all around the bathroom and stuff like that. And I was like, get this out of here. One time we came home and it was in the bathtub and I was just like, all right, you got to get this out of here. And she just started throwing a fit. And I was like, I don't care. You got to get get this out of here. And she, she finally cleaned it up. But it was just insane, you know? You know, li- you know, it's these miserable experiences, they are good stories to tell, but they affect your own personal psyche, you know, in, yeah. in kind of a negative way. And 
you could say, oh, well, it builds character, but I don't know. I mean, but you know, is it worth it? Is in the it end? worth it in the end? Yes, you I have mean, a funny story to tell, and it is part of the experience of living with roommates. But, but there's a stress that probably affects your, your well being. Your well being in and a long term situation. Yeah, you know? and you know, well, it definitely makes you appreciate not having when you are out of that situation a lot more. Sure. Um, I will but say, you know, when I Nikki got, is 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 the next best thing to, to living by yourself, you know. Uh, because we are very similar. I mean, we do have our own particular habits, but you know, we're brothers and we know each other very well. Right. It's not, there's no having to be no awkwardness to, yeah. to tell each other to do things. But I, here's the thing though, that place with that really smelly guy, that wasn't the only place I lived in San Francisco. Eventually I moved out of there and I moved in with a couple friends. Um, and, but there was one guy that lived there that I did not foresee being maybe the second worst roommate I ever had. And I mean... Well, you didn't live with... Well, you lived with a couple friends, and this guy was kind of a friend He was kind of first. a friend at first, but, oh boy, did not, I not realize what I was getting into. So right off the bat, he was a chain smoker, and so much so that he would smoke indoors. He would smoke in his room and like next to the window and it didn't matter. It was like the smoke would waft into the apartment anyway. That was really annoying. And one time we went into his room while he wasn't there, or maybe, he, I don't know, he was away and we saw a bunch of cigarette butts just lining the window seal, just a ton of cigarette butts just in the window seal of his window. It was just crazy how much he smoked. Um, well, it was also crazy that he just wouldn't have cleaned that up. That's and, that too. So he was very dirty. His room smelled really bad too. Um, but the worst of it was that he had. Oh, this, that was another thing. By the way, speaking of uh, smelling bad, my this woman smelled really bad too. By the way, could have also been another like hippie thing. She she sometimes would spray this perfume as if to mask her her bad scent and it just smelled worse i mean it was a bad you know very pungent perfume that smelled horrible and she would like take a she wouldn't even take showers she took a bath like once a month or something like that i don't know well anyway like so it. this guy he had this dog this this is the newer place that i lived in this he had this dog and it was he had found the dog it was like a stray dog um and he basically adopted the dog but the dog was very poorly trained and he did not train this dog very and well. And malnourished. And malnourished. And so he didn't retrain this dog very well at all. And he had this mat in the bathroom for for the dog to go pee on um, if he needed to go pee or, or even poo in the middle of the night. And But the dog... Which was the thing, by the way, that, I mean, you use those as a... To way to train the dog when you start when you start when you first have the dog but you later are supposed to train it to go when you take it for a walk outside right. he didn't which he didn't do he, regularly he, he right? let the dog rely on these things anyway so sometimes you'd wake up he in started the, when he first got the dog he was pretty good about it right but then he, he uh, seemed like he got lazy anyway he would sometimes you would wake up in the middle of the night to go pee or something like that or sometimes I'd be up late and I would go walk 
into the bathroom and there would be poo, dog poo or dog pee all over the bathroom. There'd be like a huge puddle of pee and, or just spots of like, there would be footprints, dog footprints with poo on them. And, and you'd have to like avoid, it was almost like you'd have to step on certain spots of the it was bathroom. Like paying lava. It was like paying lava. Like you had to make sure you didn't step on the poo. And it was just the worst. And it got to a point where the dog started going poo outside of the bathroom, you know, in the apartment. And there was this one time I took the trash out of my room and I left the bag in front of my door. And I was going to be ta- taken out a little to be bit taken later. out a little bit later. Um, and by the time I went outside to take it out, I opened the door and there was a huge puddle of urine right in front of my door. And I knew it was the dog. The dog, obviously, you know, who could have, couldn't have been a human that peed there. But the dog had peed all over this trash bag. Maybe it was your roommate was getting back at you. Anyway, I got so mad that I threw, I opened the trash bag and I threw it all, all the trash on this dog's cot or little bed that he slept on because I was so mad at the dog. And I remember the next day, uh, that bad roommate, he, he asked me, he's like, do you know why there's trash all over, you know, this guy's, this dog's bed? And I'm not going to say the name of the dog. And I said, I don't know. I, I think he got to my trash, you know, that I was, I left in front of my door. You know, I don't know. He probably just carried it over to his bed because he would do things like that. He would bring trash into his bed sometimes. Yeah, actually, our other, well, I was going to say, he, the reason I said he maybe he was getting you back, uh, I realized that this was the time that you had put the trash on the dog's bed and maybe he had found out and got back at you by peeing in right, front of your right. door. But so he predicted I, the I, future. I got, anyway, uh, that roommate also, I remember the last day. Well, by the way, that the trash thing, dogging into the trash, that happened to uh, a friend of ours who was living there. Uh, he left his door open to his room one time and the dog, when he came home from work, he found that there was trash all over his room because the dog got into his trash. And So that dog was very, very annoying just because you'd have to like watch where you're stepping, you know, because you didn't want to step on poo or urine. Um, but that roommate, I remember this was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. The last day I I lived in San Francisco. It was the night before we were going to move to New York. We were going to road trip across the country and um, I had to do my laundry. And so that night I started to do my laundry and this bad roommate was like, uh, how long are you going to be on the, in the, the laundry? I was like, I don't know, a couple hours. And he's like, well, I got work tomorrow and I need to wash some shirts. And I was like, well, I'm moving to a different state tomorrow can you wait? And he made a big stink about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. Okay. You can do your laundry. I'm going to be up all night anyway. I, I even had to go at one point. So, but I, I just thought what an uncompromising roommate to like, not realize, Oh, my, the, my, my, I, my laundry is more of a priority at this moment than his laundry. He could have done it the next day. You know, he couldn't have waited one more day to do his laundry. Whereas I'm moving the next day. And I can't, you know, I just, that, well, really it wasn't, ju- it. it wasn't just that we were, we were going, we were road tripping across the, the country. So we would not have access to, well, I guess we could go to a laundromat, but it was more difficult for us. Yeah. To, we were doing do shows every night while we were 
road tripping across the country and, and we, you know, we were staying at different places, you know, anyway, it just, that was really annoying. And this roommate sucked. He just was the worst, even though there were some things we had in common, but I think he was actually on the spectrum too, to be honest. Um, but we did share, uh, by the way, we don't want to, we don't want to, um, sorry, we don't want to disparage anyone that is on the spectrum. Uh, it almost sounds as if we are, uh, scapegoating it by saying, oh, maybe he was on the spectrum and, or as if that's some sort of, um, we're stigmatizing that somehow or something like that. Yeah, that's not what we're saying. It's just that he was hard to deal with, okay? Um, but that was not a result of him being on the spectrum is what I'm trying to say, you know? Um, or, or it could. Or it could, or it could. But he was really bad. I mean, we did share sort of a passion for video games, like old classic retro video games, you know? And so that was cool. But I don't know, he was a horrible roommate. Um, second worst just to that really smelly guy. So um, I guess we're kind of coming to the end of this episode, right, Max? Well, no. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we just discussed after those experiences in San Francisco, then Nikki and I finally... When we moved to New York. We moved to New York and lived together. Yeah, we finally, and- after since we were 18 years old, aside from you know, winter vacations, summer vacations, Max had, I, and I had never lived with each other in um, adulthood in, in adulthood, and, or even in college or even in college. And so finally, when we moved to New York, we're like, all right, we're not going to have any other roommates. We're just going to live together. And that's that. And that's how it's been since we moved to New York, which is now, I guess a little over five years ago. Mm-hmm. And boy, I mean, the past year, as many of you experienced, uh, we certainly lived together, uh, meaning we were quarantined together. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know. But, you know, I guess the next step would be to live on our own. And then, you know, I'm not saying I'm ever going to get married, but ho- I would like to find somebody to spend the rest of my life with, you know. And um, I guess that would be the next step to having a roommate after living by myself. Yeah, but I would like to experience living by myself. Yes, me too. Me too. I got to live by myself. You know, I know bro- some people, they don't, they need to have a roommate. They don't like living by themselves, but I mean, it just sounds way better to live by yourself. I know our sister doesn't like living by herself. Right. Because she kind of gets scared sometimes, you know, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. I used to get scared when I was younger because of the movie It. <laughs> which is, in retrospect, a very bad move. It was actually a two-part miniseries. is made for TV movie, mm-hmm. and uh, starring John Ritter and Tim Curry and and, Den- other- and Dennis Christopher. Dennis Christopher is in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, as as who? He plays one of the guys. Well, and Harry the Hat is also Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson, Anderson too, mm-hmm. and a few other people. You know, note. Yeah, there's a lot of famous people in it actually. Um, anyway, Tim Curry, though, I will say he is good as Pennywise. He's scary. Oh, that freaked me out when I was a kid. I couldn't take showers without somebody standing next to the bathroom door making sure I was okay. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Brandis was in it and Seth Green. Seth Green, yeah. Um, anyway, that's enough about it. Uh, there was one other person, though. I, I'm just trying to remember who it was that's in in that movie 
Well, I forgot the main, who's the guy that Jonathan Brandis grows up to be? I forget. Uh, all right. Well, it's not important. It's not important. Anyway. Oh, yes. Richard Thomas is in it. Um, he was in the Waltons. Oh, Richard Thomas. Yes. He's also in, uh, the Americans. If you ever watched that right, show, right? He's in the Americans. Uh, yes. cause I remember thinking, I know this guy when I was watching the Americans. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Anyway, anything else on roommates, Nikki, that you want to share? I don't know. Ultimately, audience? anyway, roommates. But you know, I, I'm. You know, we never we didn't really get to talk about it. But I'm sure everybody has their own experiences with roommates. But there can be experiences with roommates where you really bond with them, and there are good things. You know, I lived with these two friends, which was cool. You know, we could really have the late night discussions about certain things, about music, and well, that's how I felt about. The floor mates I had in college, you know, apart from my own roommate, uh, we became quite close. At least some of us did. Right. And, but, you know, it's uh, not... We did bond over that. But it's bond. not the good things that you have. It's not the the good things with roommates that are worthwhile stories. It's the bad roommates that make the most interesting stories happen, right? Sure. The most interesting stuff. Or noteworthy stories to tell, right? Well, when you're traveling... Well, that's not true. There are some cool things that happen to me while traveling. Sure. There's also some bad things that happen to me while I travel. That made for good stories. There's some bad stuff that made for good stories too, or that make for good stories. And that's another episode to talk about, right? Traveling, isn't that on the list? It is on the list, yeah. Um, And we've had some traveling experiences, especially Morocco was one of the most, uh, uh, well, let's say adventurous experiences Uh we had. One of the uh, most interesting <laughs> right. uh, sure. Anyway, you know, stay tuned. I mean, we're, we're going to have an episode on twins coming up, and that's going to be very interesting. We're going to try and get another set, set of, of twins, twins to, to, really, to really go hash it out. Delve into this subject. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to this edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. See you next time. Once again, if you like what you heard or saw today on our special edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki and like to view or listen to more content from us, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash splitting hairs and become an exclusive member today.